11 times in the shoulder, and then once in the forehead, and then the last one was in the eye. Jarrah was able to fight him off. He died several days later in the hospital, but she was not charged with his death because she fought back in self-defense. Steve interviewed Tara and her mother for a series of shows called True Crime Survivors. He ended up losing his life. He lost that battle with your daughter. She's amazing. I can't say enough great things about her. The fact that she probably saved my life and many other women's lives by taking his life. It amazes me how people, uh, when it comes to love, will ignore a lot of things that are really harmful to them because they're trying to force the relationship. He's very good at lying. Their story was a huge hit on Bravo's Dirty John, with Connie Britton playing Deborah, Eric Bana playing Nian, and Julia Berner as Tara. Why can we just not get enough of these stories from survivors of true crime? I think it's kind of maybe an internal fear that they want to see, but, you know, they obviously are not hoping that it, hope it doesn't happen to them. So true, he is right about that. The Steve Wilkos Show with Tara Newell airs next Wednesday. All right, let's go ahead and move on, because it was just two weeks ago that Michelle Obama stole the show at the inauguration in her Sergio Hudson pantsuit. Oh, my goodness, she looked fabulous. And completing the look was a now iconic hairstyle done by Michelle's longtime hairstylist, Janae Dantu, who now tells me about creating those amazing bouncy curls. When she walked out, it was like, you know, you're anxious and you're in the TV like this. How's it going to look? So, you know, there's that anxiety, and then you kind of sit back, and I was like, okay, I'm good. But this, she came in and said, this is what I want. Do you recommend things? What I like to do is understand the complete look. But more importantly, the factor for me was, this needs to last the whole entire day. The weather is questionable. To make the former first lady's hairstyle last, Yane did a curl set using vertical sections of hair. You curl the hair, and immediately before the curl, falls or drops, you pin it. After we took the curl set down, I was just like, I'm gonna blow, blow this out. What was your reaction when the look went viral? I am overwhelmed. Um, I am overjoyed at the positive response. Yane's journey to becoming Michelle's hairstylist started at a young age. She followed her heart and went to cosmetology school at 16. What was the reaction from, from family when you told them, you know, I want to go into hairstyling as a profession? It's definitely hard growing up as a child of Ethiopian American immigrants. Being a creative isn't really a respected field. Everyone has their own journey. And for me, it was to complete cosmetology school, start a business, and then go back and get my bachelor's degree. How did working with Mrs. Obama come into the picture? In 2009, I started working with Mrs. Obama through my mentor, Johnny Wright, who was her hairstylist at the time. And then in 2017, I took over as her primary hairstylist. When it comes to all of the looks that you've done for Mrs. Obama, do you have a favorite so far? Honestly, inauguration was amazing. But my moment that I feel like that was special to me were the looks that we created on the book tour. <laughs> Something that I was extremely proud of was their second term in office. I colored her hair for the DNC. <laughs> Color is my first love. And Johnny styled her that day. Oh, that was a moment for me that I really, really enjoyed. Essence magazine cover where she first wore her hair curly 
The cover meant a lot to Yanae, especially because of the importance of showing natural curls represented, especially for young women of color. Another favorite of mine would be the book cover because it was the everyday woman that we all could look at and relate to. And Yanae told me she fell in love with hair at a young age and always styled her doll's hair. I saw mine, but it never looked as good as what she's doing. You are never too young to know what you want to do, Sid. This is true and also the case for Ali Scobie and Roan Curtis, who've both been acting since they were kids. Ali is now playing a young Katherine Heigl and Roan a young Sarah Chalk in the new Netflix series, Firefly Lane. The show is about the lives of two friends over a 30-year time span, and luckily it was friend at first sight for the two. The bond is so tight from the very beginning. The bond that we shared as a cast was so integral to what you're seeing on screen. I mean, Ali and I, when we first met, I was so nervous because I just wanted to be friends so badly. As soon as we met, all those fears went away. I was just like, okay, so we're best friends now. It made the vulnerability really easy because I felt like I could just look at Ali and be like, okay, I'm here with like, it's just you and me. It's like, just like, it's the two of us. I'm your best friend. I mean, you were. Having Catherine and Sarah, you know, you're playing them, the younger versions. You guys watch them as well and kind of pull from it there at all? Yeah, so we got to watch a little bit of some stuff that they had done and, and filmed kind of as we went, which I think was really helpful because then we got to pick up on little things that they did and be like, oh, she does this and then I, I can do that as well and we can kind of tie it together. Allie and Roan had a special bond on and off screen, so we decided to see how similar they really are in a rapid fire get to know you game. Okay, here we go. Celebrity crush. Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> nope. Oh my god. Wow. Real friends here. We, this is lighting the same person. Okay, favorite ghost group. Why are we the same human? Oh my god, get out of my brain. <laughs> Hidden talent. I don't know if I have. Oh. I'm double jointed. I'm double jointed. I'm double jointed. I see you. Yeah, it goes in every photo. It like, yeah. yeah. That's a hidden talent. I have that too. We're just twins. In yeah, we're just the same person as Chloe. Raise and out of your scrub. Ooh, I'm putting you on the spot. Ooh. I'm, I'm Dub Scout. I feel like I have to raise and out of me. That is loyalty right there. Firefly Lane is streaming now on Netflix. It is a great story of female friendship. Definitely worth a watch, Larry. Oh, yeah, I definitely need to check that one out. For sure. And here is someone else you all need to pay attention to. His name is Carl Ritzer, and his powerful song, Enough is Enough, came to him while he was at a rally for justice with his son following the death of George Floyd. And now we continue to honor Black History Month with Carl's song, Strength. Talk to us a little bit about how you handled the aftermath of George Floyd's tragic killing, processing that. Honestly, it took the wind out of me. I had no words. I needed to process it myself. And, you know, with that, I found my way to music. This was cathartic. I attended a rally with my son and my family for Black Lives Matter, and I watched my son chant, enough is enough, enough is enough. And I was proud as a dad, but then it broke my heart at the same time. They shouldn't have to be out there fighting for something that should have already been there. Because when they saw George Floyd, they saw themselves. 
They saw me. And and so I woke up with these words. What do you make it a point to have your voice understand about being young black men in America? I start with reminding them of who they are. We are here in America. We're demanding to be treated equally. As we head into the first Black History Month since last year's Black Lives Matter protests, what is it that you hope people understand or keep in mind as we celebrate and share our stories and our culture? We're celebrating the first African-American and female vice president of the United States. Like, history is still being made. And, you know, we can still do that. Amen to that. So inspirational. And you can download Enough is Enough on any platform and you can find music. So there you go. All right, Mario, what's coming up next? Well, in two minutes, meet the former NFL player Spencer Payson as his life inspired the CW series All American. How did growing up in two vastly different areas of LA shape him? Find out next. But first, four days until we're blinded by the light of the weekend at the Super Bowl halftime show, the performance. Coming the same week that the hit Blinding Lights broke the record for most weeks in the Billboard Hot 100 Top 5. Take a listen. You grew up in fast control, uh, but you went to Discovery Hill High School. What was it like for you growing up in between those, those two spaces culturally? I didn't really feel like I, I, I fit in in one area or another. I felt like I had enough to get to both areas, but when I'm at home, I'm almost considered out of luck because you know I'm moving every day to go to a different school. But then when I'm in that school, when I'm in the new school district, you know, I feel like an outsider because I don't look like most of the people around. Caught between vastly different worlds, Spencer struggled to find himself on both the rough streets of South Central and in affluent Beverly Hills. It was just really understanding where I fit in this world and understanding that like I am enough as I am. I don't have to change myself. Being, you know, immersed in so many different cultures and ethnicities at such a young age, I'm able to comfortably walk into any room now and be myself. So initially it was bad, but now I figure it's a strength of mine. Now Spencer is shining a light on the strength of other athletes who have defied the odds, co-hosting the new docu-series All American Stories. Can you give us an example of maybe one or two standouts that come to mind? Yeah, so, you know, one story is Aziz Al-Shahir. Uh, he's a linebacker for the, for the San Francisco 49ers. And, you know, me being a football player, I really tapped into his story. He grew up in uh, South Florida. And just under, you know, bad circumstances. Homelessness, not knowing where his next move is going to come from. I went back home at one point, and I just saw my little brother and my mom was staying. And it broke me down. In college, he actually brought two of his uh, two of his brothers to college with him to live with him. He became their legal guardian. Uh, that was really helpful. Some really inspirational stories that they are highlighting. I highly recommend you check it out. The first four All American stories are streaming on CWC right now, and All American airs Mondays at 8 p.m. on the CW. Mario. Well, next up, I'm digging deep in one of my favorite shows, Yellowstone, so why is it a must-see? And who survived that explosive season finale? I break it down with Kevin Costner and his co-stars next. 